This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode number 136. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On bonus episode 136 we are talking about a brand new, newly released title. It's coming this month, well when I say this month, it's coming February uh, to the UK. I believe it's late February. Um, I luckily enough got a little screener, a little screener of this movie, so I'm looking forward to catching it when it's a big screen as well though, over here. But yeah, the title is Piercing, uh, directed by Nicholas Pesh. Now, that name may ring a bell, it may not ring a bell, my pronunciation probably doesn't help. Is it, it's either Pesci or Pesh, uh, is the surname. This guy did a little bit of... Um, a little bit of work a couple of years ago which floored me, a certain movie called Eyes of My Mother, and I think that was a 2017 title, if memory serves, and it made my top 10 list, fucking loved that movie, it was black and white, it was dark, it was twisted, it was gnarly, it was unsettling, it was everything that I wanted, um, and then he kind of disappeared off the map, but he had two rumoured projects against his name, funnily enough both those projects are landing this year. 2019. The first one is Piercing, obviously that's the one we're going to be in a, a little review of, but later on in the year he will return uh, helming the Grudge reboot, which I'm really looking forward to because they headhunted him for that movie, which makes me think they are going in a darker, more sinister road for that franchise, and I for one cannot wait to see what they do with the mythology of the Grudge in this man's hands, because FYI, as much as I love Eyes of My Mother, Pearson is right up there with it, in my opinion. A different sort of movie, but looking forward to chatting about it. So yeah, it gets a release in the UK, I think late February of some description. I think it is available just now in the States, though. So if you are an Amazon subscriber, member, whatever, you can buy it over there and on other VOD platforms. Uh, I had to, as soon as I found out that it was out for review, I was uh, desperately trying to track down a copy and I managed to secure myself one. Uh, which made me very, very happy because I'm all about that. If I can talk about a movie that I'm really excited about, um, then these distributors need to get in touch with me, which they duly did uh, after I prodded them. Please give me, please give me a review copy, please. Um, and they were like, all right, there you go. Uh, and I was like, yay. So Pearson is a movie that I'm going to be talking about after the first break. Now, 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 now. This is a four episode week for all y'all out there. Um, this episode is landing on Wednesday. Of course, on Monday, we dropped our John Carpenter January. And that was kind of awesome, wasn't it? Loved that episode. And then I promised you I would return with this review. Tomorrow, we close out the month. Uh, of January by doing a recap of all things January, titles that were released, um, announcements that were made and various other shenanigans. I haven't really thought the structure of that show through yet but it's landing tomorrow so we'll see how that will turn out 
and truth be told, when this episode drops here, I'm not in the country. I'm actually over in Copenhagen in Denmark for a kind of small family holiday. Just a couple of days over there to get away from it all. So yeah, this is being posted from Copenhagen, uh, but not recorded in Copenhagen. It was recorded in Sunny Grangemouth in Scotland. Yay! So yeah, this is your second. Uh, tomorrow will be your third episode, which is the recap. And then at the end of the week, Sunday, 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 the first episode of February will drop. And that episode will be disc number two in the Slasher Classic series of reviews by 88 Films. We'll be looking at the trauma movie Mother's Day. Looking forward to that one. Not seen that movie in fucking years. Uh, and I do hold a lot of love for it. Actually, don't mind the remake as well, but we'll get into that on that episode so there we go that's all your information info dump right at the start now i'm not going to do a spoiler review for piercing because like i say it's barely out and available so i don't want to run the risk of people stumbling across and not maybe taking heed of my warning so i'm just going to kind of cover the general aspects of the movie what i thought maybe some techniques it uses that i think is really good um it's worth mentioning that ryu murakami uh, wrote the source material, so the novel. Ryu Murakami should be a familiar name to you because he's the guy that wrote the uh, the book Audition, which later became the Takashi Miki movie. So keep your eyes peeled uh, for more bits and bobs uh, from that guy coming soon, I would imagine. Uh, I, I definitely need to get a hold of uh, Pearson as a novel or even Audition, and they're not on Audible at the moment, and I just don't have the time to read. That's <laughs> how bad things are at the moment. I was elected to lead, not to read. Um, so... If it's not an audible at the moment, I'm not getting a chance to do much in the way of anything with it. So, yeah, so I, I, instantly I'm interested. I did love this movie, I'm not going to lie. So we're going to get into why I loved it right after this. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this? No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. It's unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything yeah. that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch one. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops.
I seem to have left something in my room. Have a good night, sir. you've just heard the trailer for our feature movie review on this bonus episode here we're looking at Piercing which will be available in the UK later on in the month and I believe is available in America right now it would have to be otherwise how did I get my screener um, yeah so directed by Nicholas Pesh or Pesci really need to lock down how we're pronouncing that um, based on the novel by Ryu Murakami and a screenplay done by Nicholas Pesh himself uh, the movie stars pretty good cast actually we have Christopher Abbott in here now you may be thinking to yourself how do I know Christopher Abbott who is he what has he done um, I need to track this guy down and see other things that he has been in um, so he was in the Sinner TV show uh, where's pretty much where I know him from if I'm honest but he's done various other bits and bobs he's been out and about doing shits it uh, kind of looks a little bit like a character from Game of Thrones, uh, one of the stocks maybe, you'll know what I mean when you see it. Uh, but the movie also stars Mia Wasikowska and Lila Costa. Now, Mia Wasikowska, big crush on her, I can have followed her career with much interest uh, from the time that she really sprung on the scene with, well in my eyes sprung on the scene with um, Park Chan-wook Stoker. A movie which I dearly, dearly loved, which no one else seemed to really get into, which upset me a little bit. And she's continued on, in and out of the genre, dabbling here, there and everywhere. Um, wasn't she in that movie, The Double Orb? I just made that up. Let's check that while we're recording. Like, a complete professional here. Uh, she was in Crimson Peak, which I also loved dearly. And she was in that movie, The Double, uh, which starred J.C. Eisenberg. Came out the same year as Enemy. Two movies uh, dealing with uh, doppelgangers, or are they? So yeah, yeah, that's that's who she is. And um, Christopher Abbott and Mia Wasikowska are our two main characters here, Reed and Jackie. Synopsis is listed on IMDb as a man kisses his wife and baby goodbye and seemingly heads away on business with a plan to check into a hotel 
call an escort service and kill an unsuspecting prostitute. Um, that's probably alright. I think that's that, that will cover things. Now, I will get a lot of people that will kind of hammer back and say, is this a horror movie? Yes, it is. Um, it's more a kind of dark comedy, though, and it's weird. I'm, I'm not reading much in the way of reviews giving credence to the, the comedic aspect of the movie and I'm wondering if it's just because my sense of humour is a bit sick now that that's just how I see things but I genuinely thought we were going to get like a bit more talk about how wickedly darkly funny this movie is but it doesn't appear to be there um, so as synopsis go that's pretty much spot on I don't want to go too far further into it obviously in stark contrast to uh, the previous movie by Pesci, he has went full colour in this one. Uh, there's a real kind of 70s vibe going with this movie, not in the setting of the movie itself, but the use of miniature models. You'll see what I mean when, when you see things like skylines in this movie, or, or specifically looks at tower blocks. Um, but also the use of Simtrack, so, um, and that's really, really well done actually. It really captured my imagination. Whenever Reed is getting ready to gear up for some killing action there is a deliberate use of jally scores like like scores from jallo movies uh, in specific we get a little nod of the tip of the cap uh, which makes me very happy when they tip the cap towards our good buddy um argento because i uh, i feel that it's more than one nod actually to argento where they're like yeah this is this is what we're aiming for, you know what we're on about. But the main theme of the movie comes from the Red Queen kills seven times. Um, so that one keeps repeating on. Whenever we're really following Jackie though, Jackie's kind of themes follow more a kind of 70s pop aesthetic. So you have these two rival sort of sim tracks playing off when each character is taking dominance in a scene, which I think is really good. Uh, there is some ropey CGI and a little bit in here, which I'm not entirely sure why they did it. It's not off-putting to me. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of something like John Dies at the end in terms of the, the, the actual visual effect quality. However, there is a lot of practical effects. And whilst I have read reviews where people are saying this movie does not nearly go as grim as the novel or nearly go as grim as Eyes of My Mother, uh, what it does do, uh, in my opinion, is tempers that quite well as a way to bring in audiences that might not necessarily sit through an uncomfortable piece of cinema. This one certainly broadens itself out without giving you too much. Um, I'm not entirely sure what would have happened in way of budget. I don't think there's much of a budget in this one at all, but the kind of sexual politique in the movie is really, really well done. Um, I think Mia Wasikowska plays a blinder in this one as a weird and damaged yet at times vulnerable sort of Venus flytrap of a character. Um, and at the same time, when you watch Christopher Abbott, he is a very, very strange guy that, like some of my favourite scenes in this one are him trying to walk through in his head how he feels that he will murder someone and the various different steps. I think that is really, really well done. Uh, wickedly clever and darkly funny. Which once again brings me back to this point. Why, are no one, why is no one talking about the comedic aspects of this movie? This movie is super fucking short. I mean, it's about an hour and 20 if you take the credits off either side. 
it's about an hour and ten, which is perfect length for this. It's almost like a, a higher budget festival movie, if that makes sense. If you've ever been to a horror festival and seen some of the movies that are not necessarily great on production, but great in content, this movie is like they managed to land both of them. I think the cinematography is fucking wonderful. Uh, I think the pace in the story is great. The setups, the visual eye and attention to detail as well is, appears to be where Pesh exists comfortably in. I mean, anyone that saw Eyes of My Mother will realise he did so much with so little in that one. There's no colour in that movie at all, yet he painted with broad strokes very vivid pictures of violence and blood. Um, in this movie, with the kind of hyper-stylized colour, it's almost as if it juxtaposes the opposite way. So it rains back on the, the, the use of blood and, and violence in a way where it, it's less about the the killing by the end of it and more about the kindred spirit nature of of finding someone that you can completely appreciate and and get understand and get inside their, their psyche because you are that way inclined yourself I think that's really really clever and it's done very well and it, like I say it's really pushed me to want to try and track down the Murakami novel to, to see if that's if those undertones exist within there or if it's more like audition in that we're going to end up with something wholly one-sided and you are in over your fucking head, sir. But yeah, I love that aspect as well. Um, there, there is a, weirdly a couple of scenes of tenderness juxtaposed in here, which I think works great as well. It kind of tempers the overall movie out. But all in all, I was... I just sat back and let this movie wash over me and it's a complete joy to watch. Now granted I imagine there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come back and say all style no substance Duncan, this is a classic McLeish review, uh, punting for a movie that uses a Jallo soundtrack so it instantly gives it like high marks and I, I think that might be fair on some level, maybe I'm lavishing a bit too much praise. It appears to be sitting about the 80% mark on Rotten Tomatoes and that's before a UK release uh, where it might take a bit of a dip there. But I think for cinephiles and genre fans, specifically those that are looking for something that is a bit more abstract and certainly thing, like movies that reference uh, 70s Italian uh, or even European kind of psychosexual um, cinema, I think Pearson definitely, you know, inhabits that space. I think it's a wonderful character study against two horrible people. Um, and a couple of scenes which just squirm in your seat uncomfortable, which I kind of like. Sometimes it's good to feel dangerous when watching a movie uh, and not entirely comfortable. Um, I wouldn't call this a popcorn movie at all. I'd call it one that makes your ass cheeks sweat um, in the best possible way. So yeah, I, I can't really go much more into detail. I think I'll probably end up revisiting this movie with a full review later on in the year. I'll, I'll pair it up with something really interesting. Maybe do a double bill of Pesci movies with um, the new Grudge movie when it comes out later on in the year and talk about both these movies as one and then go into a bit more of the spoiler detail where really I think this movie starts to shine. But I just wanted to mention that it is upcoming, it will be out in February in the UK. It is apparently available in America just now, if it's not just now it will be this week. And um, you should check out Pearson if anything I have said has piqued your interest. So there we go, with that in mind, score 5 for me, loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, I'll be surprised if it makes a top 10 list for me I imagine. It, you know, it's, it's maybe not going to be as high as that, but 
Uh, one of the best things I've seen this year thus far, granted it's only January, um, but if it made my top 20 list by the end of the year, I would feel insanely satisfied about that. So yeah, Piercing, there we go. Five out of five for that movie. Right, I'm going to take a very short break just now. Uh, it's the final break of the show. When I come back, I'm closing it out and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 136. Looking at the new Nicholas Pesci movie. I'm just going to stick with Pesci now. Pesci movie, Piercing. Available in the UK in February and maybe available in the USA just now. Who knows? Who knows? Um, go and check it out though if anything I have said has interested you in any way at all. There is a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to that feed. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way to support our show on that platform. You can check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play and the TuneIn app. You can visit our website by going to tputzcast.com, ladies and gents. Or you can buy some merch from us at tputzcast.bigcartel.com. That money comes back and helps us finance what we do under the stairs. You can come across to our Facebook pages where you have a group page, which means you can interact with the community, get involved with all the bands over there. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. If you only want to know when the shows are dropping and occasionally check out a Thursday Thursday live stream, then you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. There we go. Interact with me in the Twin Prongs, the social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter, both can be followed at Teapot's Cast. The podcast Under the Stairs will return on Thursday, tomorrow, um, when we cover what's happened in January as a recap episode of January 2019. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off. Come to go.